Thank <laughs> you.
Amen. Had his back open. Amen. Uh, with a whisk with lead balls on the end of it. That would open up. All for you. And I thank the Lord for knowing that.
Follow the crowd. Amen. I thank the Lord that I'm in the minority because the word of God is just a few is going to find this way. Amen. You can find yourself in many church if you want to. Well, you got 10, 12,000 members. You're not in church anywhere. You're in an arena. Folks <laughs> <laughs> have stopped calling churches churches. See, the devil is so busy. Got folks calling life centers and Christian centers. But the Lord said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. He didn't say anything about his sons. He said, upon his church, he'll build his church. And he never had but one either. He didn't say, upon his church, I'll build my church here. I'll build my church. The church was formed on the day of Pentecost. And what happened on the day of Pentecost? The Holy Ghost came and spoke again and speak in tongues and the Spirit of God gave us the spoke. Getting away from that now, even holding the truth. And you don't have to do that anymore. But the Lord is Christ said, I came tonight. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, folk change, but the Lord doesn't change. He said, I'm the same. He requires the same thing from you that He told His apostles to do. He still requires from you to be baptized in His name. Because when Peter preached that very first sermon in the New Testament church, and he told the house of Israel that they had crucified both Lord and Christ, the word love means self-existent one. Jesus Christ is God. And the word of God said they were pricked in their hearts. <coughs> and said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Or how can we rectify this great mistake that we have made? And Peter got up. This is the very first sermon he preached. And he told them to repent and be baptized. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And you know, thinking they were saying, folks just don't know who Jesus is. They don't even know how to be baptized. Amen. Because in Matthew 20, 19, when the Lord Jesus Christ was about to leave his apostles, and he told them, this is how I want you to set up our New Testament church. First of all, I want you to do it And until the Holy Ghost called, they said, now, I want you to go out and teach all nations all the things that I have taught you. He said, I want you to go out and baptize both in the name, which is singular, of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to put you on notice that when the Lord Jesus Christ told his apostles that there was no church at all. Church would not have not been revealed or existed. But that was a man who was in a church and coming to the with a book of Acts. Acts means the actions of the apostles. And then uh, that was a commission that he gave his apostles, and Peter preached that very first Sunday in the New Testament church. And he told them when they found out that they had crucified Jesus and God, the saint, uh, he said, Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name. Of Jesus Christ. In the name. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles. They're not names. The titles the name of Jesus. God is the Father through creation. Jesus Christ is the Son through redemption, and the Holy Ghost is the keeper or sustainer. And every one of us in here. I'm sure these little ones can tell you that N-A-M-E is singular. It doesn't become a plural until you put an S on it. 
of Galilee. Now this verse number 11 uh, will tell you just who these people and what, who they thought it was. Now if the footnotes tell you that as the king's final and official offer himself according to Zechariah 9 and 19, that's what the scripture was talking about, and it was prophesied. And 9 and 9, 9 and 9 said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king comes to thee. He is just and having salvation. Not religion. Salvation. That's what he came for. That you and I might have a right. To the tree of life. Lord, I just want to thank you. Yeah. So glad I know there's a difference between religion and salvation. Amen. Now, I know that there's 4,000 religions in the world. Only one salvation. That's through the blood of Jesus. He said, and lonely and riding upon an ass and upon a coat, the fold of an ass. Now, this was carried out here, Jesus Christ. Now, I want to put you on this at verse number 10. Of all this uh, commotion going on, and folks just to ask questions, he was a mystery man. Who is, who is this? It's causing all this commotion. Now, this is a strange question under the circumstance. When you take into consideration that Jesus Christ's area of operation was small, right in Palestine. And multitudes of thousands had followed him. And he had done miracles which were very famous. Fed five thousand, raised up left. And he had spoken at, at a famous feast and taught in the synagogue, but still folks said, who is this? Now, their ignorance, doubtless, is because they have been too busy with their merchandise. And they're too busy firing sumptuously or having a good time. And you know what happened to that rich man that had a good time? He wound up in hell. And they were too busy seeking the praise of men. And too busy making converts. But Jesus Christ saw through all of this. He saw all beyond the pleasantries. He beheld the whole city. Because so much in the world today is superficial. Uh, the pomp and the ceremony of the case didn't mean a thing to Jesus. What he saw and what he knew made him weak. When he was being crucified and the women and his mother and all the women started crying and wailing and lamenting for him. He looked down and said, Weep not for me. 
you daughters of Jerusalem. He said, weep for yourselves and your children. The Lord Jesus Christ knows the end from the beginning. The Lord Jesus Christ knew all about the, the Holocaust. Yes. Jesus Christ knew all about the six million Jews that was going to be killed under the reign of death. He said, Weep for yourselves and for your children, which are far off. Don't weep for me. I am come. That's your right hand. Amen. He saw uh, beyond all the, the plague and the palm wave. Amen. He knew the destruction of Jerusalem was about to take place. Amen. He could look way down the road. Same thing. He could look down the road in your life. Amen. I heard another scholar say the other day that, amen, uh, the secretary at the school where he worked, amen, died. Now, Sister McLaurin says that her co-worker at her school just had a heart attack. You don't know when your time is coming up. That's why the Lord said, the day that you hear my voice, the heart not your heart. God says, there's time to be born. There's time to die. You have time to come to this world, and whether you know it or not, you have a time already fixed for you to leave here. You don't know when it is, but the enemy is telling you that you have plenty of time to come to the Lord. Nobody will tell you that, but the devil. Amen. Amen. Because he knows where his end is. Amen. You have a birthday, most of us know we celebrate, and you also have a, a time to die. And I said one Sunday before, that two and a half inch hash mark on your brain show represents your whole life. Amen. You have a time to leave here before you came into the world. That's why when God says a time to be born and a time to die. And as an appointed man wants to die, appointed me a fixed time. Amen. And then after that comes the justice. Yeah. Amen. But folks still want to do things their way. Now, the Lord is still grieved today at what he sees and what he knows that's going on down here. And the Lord be not deceived now. God is not mocked. And the Lord is going to call his church out of this foolishness. Not too many days. I don't know when it is. No man knows the day of the hour. See, I remember some couple of weeks ago they had these folk out there and I was on somewhere and the man told me the Lord is coming back. <laughs> and folk believe that. Yeah, he's coming back, but we don't know don't, don't when. Amen. All you got to do is be ready when he comes. Get yourself ready to go back with him. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ came down the first time. And he's coming back the second and third time. He came down the first time to make a way for you to be ready to go back with him when he comes the second time. And when he comes back the third time to set up his millennium king. And we're going to reign with him when he takes on his office of king of kings and lord of lords. You gotta get your house in order. That's what he came for. He said, I am come that you might have life. You can pull it right here if you want to. Amen. But you're gonna wake up and lift up your eyes in here. That's a short thing. Amen. Let pride take you on down into the pit if you want to. Let tradition take you on down here if you want to. Amen. But you gotta get out the sycamore tree. You gotta get out of the tree of pride. 
Amen. I thank God for it. I thank the Lord for knowing who Jesus is. He's not listening to me. Jesus Christ is God. Amen. 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 Because the word God tells me. And in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. Well, among us. I thank God I know that. I know why Jesus came. Amen. Amen. Let's go over here and see why he came in Isaiah. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 and 3 say he is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Yes, but I love this. Surely, he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, our sin, the chastisement of our Peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are here. Now he's not talking about him for headache. No. <laughs> you sense it. Yeah. Because you're born a sinner. Yeah. You're born dead and dying. Yeah. Amen. If folks talk about him, with his stripes, we are here. And he did take care of this. this Two broken loads of pants I got. No, no, no. Amen. Your sin's sick. Yeah. And the Lord Jesus Christ died to bring you back yeah. to a spiritual health. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Uh, 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 he said, now, and we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He said, now, all of us have gone astray. David went astray. When he had a relationship
praise God. That the sheep came in and started grazing at 4 o'clock in the morning. Amen. Walk on and walk on and walk on to around 10 o'clock in the day. We got high and, 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 and the sheep, amen, could not digest his food. Amen. All that bread that he could eat for those six hours. Amen. Until he laid down. Amen. He could not digest that food standing up. So he said, make me to lie down in a green pasture. He found a green place under some trees for that sheep to lay down. Amen. About the shepherd that we have. And the Lord Jesus Christ is our shepherd. He said, I am the shepherd. And the shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He said, I rock. Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. Talking about God. Yeah. How do I know that? We go right over to Acts. Go right to Acts. And we go over to Acts. We go over to Acts number 8, chapter number 26. Verse number 26. And so the angel of the Lord spake to Philip, saying, Arise, and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem into Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an unit of great authority, under Candace, queen of Ethiopia, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for the worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah, the prophet. This is what he was reading. Because you've got to remember, at that time, there was no New Testament. He was reading Isaiah. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. He was reading him just without reading, just read to you. And he said, Understand thou what thou read. Do you understand what you read? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? Or show me the way? Or explain this thing to me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Now the place of the scripture which he read was this. It would sound familiar to you. He was laying on the sheep to the stalk. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened out his mouth. And his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered to him and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. And preached to him. Jesus God. The folks got to still can't tell you they got three gods. <laughs> three gods. Jesus. Now remember one. Amen. He preached to him Jesus. But something else went on too. And as they went there, on their way, they came to a certain water. And the union said, See, here is water. Yeah, he found out who he was talking about. You can only be baptized by going under. 
The mother don't want to go, don't Father don't want to go, don't get in my way. Peter said in that very first time, he said, self from this untoward God generation. We're living in an untoward God generation right now. Nobody can hear about God. Mother, father, sister, brother. If so, kill mother. As a killing. Just read the thing. I heard it the other day. Some, the police, I found some, some woman there that had a newborn baby put in the trash. And the word of God said, in the last days, people will be without natural affection. That's not a natural affection when you kill your child. When you kill your mother, that's not natural. That is not natural. Animals will die, give their lives for their young. But God's greatest creation is going his own way and doing his own thing. Amen. And man thinks a great deal, great deal when a husband gives a kid for the, for the wife, or wife do you want to do? Animals give his whole life. Yeah. But I thank the Lord that I had a lamb that gave his life to me. Thank you. 